Greetings and welcome. August 2013 is Royal Family International Month on the Heal the Sick podcast. Each program will feature interviews with members of Royal Family International found online at www.royalfamilyinternational.com. And now, the Heal the Sick podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can find us online at dominionfire.com, as well as uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Million Quinteros. I am a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which is jglm.org, if you'd like some background on that organization and just kind of see where we come from and our, our perspective. In this program, we focus on healing the sick specifically, and we attempt to bring in people of all backgrounds, all experiences, and this call today is our first international one, so now we're just breaking boundaries and borders all along with it. Uh, the gentleman joining me today is a phenomenal guy, a, a fun person to watch, and an amazing guy to listen to, mainly because he has uh, great things that he can share and an awesome accent to go with it, joining us from Trinidad and Tobago, out in the Caribbean. He's a, a minister with Royal Family International, and... Uh, Brooke Potter joining us today. Brooke, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing very well, brother. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you here. It's our first international call, so this is uh, this is an exciting thing. I'm I'm going to let you buy lunch. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> the exchange rate will kill me, bro. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so I'm stuck buying. Gotcha. Uh, what I'd like to open with today, Brooke, is would you please uh, share with the audience a big healing testimony, something that would uh, totally flip people out? What can you share with us that you've seen and ministered with? Oh, I mean, I've, I've listened to some of your of your uh, broadcasts, bro, and I mean, I've heard of some of the amazing things. I, I I like to start with the, the one that kind of really propelled me to get started. Um, I was involved with a youth group many years ago, uh, and we went out into the community. Uh, and we used to, you know, just kind of go out on the streets and, you know, share the gospel and these kinds of things. Um, but I was inspired by a movie called uh, The Finger of God. I'm, I'm sure your listeners are probably familiar with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, I kind of really knew a lot of that stuff, but I witnessed how people would minister on the streets. But it just kind of dawned on me, it was like, this is really how easy praying for the sick can be, you know? You can just kind of command it and, and see these things happen. Uh, so early on in my walk, I just decided that's what I was going to do. I wasn't really going to try and, you know, shove the gospel down people's throats. I was just going to go out and love, for the, love on them and pray for the sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, the, the very same ministry you mentioned, I discovered, you know, John G. Lake Ministries, uh, and I watched the DHT online, I think the Seattle 2009, oh, yeah. uh, the day before we went out on the streets, and it totally wrecked my world, as anybody who's familiar with it does. And I went out with about three guys, I'm uh, sorry, two guys and one girl. We met this fantastic lady outside a bar uh, or a pub, I, I guess, depending on your, your cultural reference. This big, tall woman, must have been about six feet tall. Uh, she was African-American and got a beer in her hand and a cigarette in the other hand, and she was walking with a cane. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we spot the cane, and, you know, I bum-rushed the woman. I kind of <laughs> rushed up to her and said, like, you know, what's going on, sister? You know, I, I see you're walking with this cane, and... Uh, she explained to us that um, she'd recently come out of surgery where they had physically removed her knee from her leg. Whoa. So it was bone on bone. They, they, it was like just solid. 
And, you know, she was in like a lot of pain, constant pain, these different kinds of things. And she, was, she wasn't really taking this on. You know, she was kind of smoking her cigarette and kind of like, why are these kids bothering me, you know? So I asked her, I was like, you know, would you mind if we pray for the pain? She's like, yeah, she's just dragging on her cigarette, and she's not even watching us at this point. And uh, I was there with the guys, and we actually got it on film. I started to pray, and I commanded the pain to go, and I commanded the knee to be healed. And right before everybody's eyes, a brand new knee just bubbled up right in front of everybody. And she starts freaking out, like, I can't believe this is happening. No, 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 this isn't real. And she's bending her leg. And uh, I mean, at first she was, you know, she flicks the cigarette, and she's totally dumbstruck. Uh, but then, you know, you could really feel the spirit start to move on her. She started crying, and she's this big woman, and I'm not, I'm not a big guy, if anybody knows. I'm like 5'6", and she kind of grabs me and hugs me, and, you know, she's crying on me and all these different kinds of things. And that was like the first kind of thing that was like, wow, this, this gospel really works. And throughout the rest of the day we went out, I saw a guy who was paralyzed through half his body. Uh, he fell from a three-story building, and, and he, he couldn't feel anything on his left side prayed for him, and we didn't see it instantly, but on the way back, we saw that guy running down the road, completely healed, and that was kind of the beginning for me to get into the healing ministry, so that's the, I mean, I've seen amazing things, but that was the one that really stuck out for me, and it's it's what's changed everything in my life. So now, being that you're out in the Caribbean, in Trinidad, how is healing ministry there? And obviously, you've been here in the United States as well. Can you share what it's like in uh, in that part of the world, and just compare and contrast between the two? Uh, definitely, definitely. There is um, there are some cultural things in Trinidad. Um, some of the big names, like the Benny Hins and uh, uh, Gary Greenwall, are very, very big here. Uh, I think we've we've had three conferences with these guys. And I've worked with some of them. I've actually brought some of them down. Uh, I, we even did something called the Elijah Challenge that we brought some, some guys in and we did some training and yeah, stuff. And, uh, now, of, one, yeah, that's, that's William Lau and his wife. Yes. Um, I mean, not, I, not as strong as the DHT. I say DH, the DHT is far and beyond. So the biggest issue in the Caribbean has been the old covenant mindset uh, of people thinking that there are limits to what will keep you from being healed. Uh, you know, in terms of they think sin, and they think a lot about curses, and, and basically a lot of it is the exaltation of evil as being more powerful than the kingdom of light. And that has been the biggest challenge I've had to face, especially in teaching, uh, you know, about healing and the power of the believer. Um, you know, of course, this, there's a lot of idolatry of mantles and anointings and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have peddled it, you know, they, they would actually say, you know, give money and we will impart these gifts to you. And, you know, I've always kind of been the guy standing in the background, like, this is garbage, you know, I mean, <laughs> this this isn't right, you know. But that mindset, you know, of uh, almost kind of like a piety and a laity, this division between these people who are doing it and the rest of us, that has been the biggest challenge for ministering in the Caribbean. But I've had some great success. Um, you know, I love the people that I've worked with. Uh, they've actually done it. You know, I've taken, you know, groups of people into hospitals, and I mean, we've cleared out, you know, entire wings of the hospital and the hospice, and I don't have to pray. I say, guys, this is what you do, and they're seeing the results. So it, it is challenging, but the, the attitude is starting to shift as more and more people wake up to, you know, the reality of Christ in them. Mm-hmm. 
So at this point now, um, you, you've been here in the United States. You did some work with Royal Family International. Uh, you're currently back in Trinidad, but you're coming back for a conference, a conference, excuse me, that's coming up in the Kansas area. Uh, what's going to have, uh, happen at that event? Can you tell us some about that? Wow, the uh, the Kingdom Awakening Conference in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I believe it runs from August 26th to the 30th. Uh, it, uh, the Christian Faith Assembly, or so, I might have the name of the church wrong. Uh, we're bringing in some of the best speakers, at least in terms of like online ministry that we've seen. Uh, Pete Cabrera Jr., Thomas Fisher, Joshua Pongo, uh, Jeff Turner. I don't know if he's confirmed or not, but I know he's one of the guys we wanted to bring in. Even our good friend Corey Blake at one point, you know, he was trying to see if his scheduling could work out, if he could make it, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Um, and we're, we're really looking to impart everything that we have seen that has worked for us in terms of um, healing, uh, prophecy, evangelism, and even, you know, how to do things on outreach on the Internet and these other kinds of things. Uh, we don't really want to hold anything back, it's, and, and neither do we say we have all the answers. We're just saying, you know, this is what's kind of worked for us. You know, these are the things that have set us free and how we've seen better results, and we just want to share it with other people so they can go off and, you know, do the same thing. Uh, I think it's about five days of training, uh, three sessions a day plus a healing service in the evening, as well as we've got street teams that will be going out. Uh, Art Montgomery is, is one of the guys who's going to be coming down as well. He's going to be speaking there. Uh, we got some stuff for young people. we got uh, Brandon Lee and Amos Wetzkowski. Uh, he worked with JTLM for a period. Uh, they're going to be doing stuff with the young people there and maybe going into like doing school workshops on how to minister in classes. So it's a real melting pot of, you know, people coming from all different areas. Uh, and it's it's very true. We don't all agree on everything, you know. We we have different understandings about grace and evangelism and stuff like that. But we're looking past all of that to show, look, we're really working together here to empower people. So I'm very excited about this event, and hopefully you'll be able to make it there, my friend. Uh, I'm not sure. We're working on it. I, I, <laughs> I the plane tickets can be a little expensive these days, so we're we're, we're oh, yeah. definitely working on it. Well, you know, you're coming all the way from the Caribbean, so you don't uh, need to tell me, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, listeners, today we're talking with uh, Brooke Potter, minister with Royal Family International, and uh, our first international call from the island of Trinidad, Tobago, in the uh, South Caribbean, if I recall correctly. And uh, he's uh, just a phenomenal guy, and just uh, people say nothing but just glowing things about him and we're going to find out more about his personal journey his testimony right after this keep it locked here on the heal the sick podcast by dominion fire church see you in a few hello listeners million here right now dominion fire is working on several creative projects including this radio program and our new music project called acoustic fire in addition our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the las vegas area but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. The 
Kingdom Awakening Global Seminar is coming to Wichita, Kansas, August 26th through the 30th, 2013. Believers from all around the world will be attending this global seminar that will equip and train the saints for every area of ministry. This five-day seminar will be taught by the kingdom's finest and will include topics such as identity in Christ, healing, prophecy, words of knowledge, evangelism, couples, fundraising, global impacting, and worshiping in spirit and truth. Speakers for this event will include Pete and Katie Cabrera, Thomas and Ahava Fisher, Joseph Finero, Brooke Potter, Brandon Lee, Jeff Turner, Art Montgomery, and many, many more. For more information on this event, visit royalfamilyinternational.com on the web or call 316-682-3534. That's 316-682-3534. The Kingdom Awakening Global Seminar, August 26th or August 30th, 2013, Wichita, Kansas. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Back on the Heal the Sick podcast, Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N listeners. It is a pleasure to have you here. Uh, we're just uh, sharing the hearts of the guests that we have on the show concerning healing. But, you know, God is so much bigger than healing. And uh, healing is just uh, one of many aspects of how awesome God is. And uh, so we talk about healing and we talk about just uh, the hearts and the journeys and uh, the way to keep your mind locked in and focused, which is a, a huge, huge element to any form of ministry, but specifically for healing. And uh, we encourage you that if uh, you would like to know more, please visit our website at dominionfire.com and then facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash dominionfire. And my personal Twitter is at healing minister. So you're welcome to follow me there if uh, you want to interact with me on a personal level. So uh, check out what we do. Don't forget, we also have uh, Instagram, Dominion Fire, and YouTube is Dominion Fire Church, if I recall correctly. So just do a search and you can see uh, uh, video testimonies and uh, some of our creative works that we do as well. So a lot of ways to uh, follow us, to get involved. And uh, at any time, if you'd like to have a question answered by any of our guests or in-house here, you can email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and we will be happy to help you. So uh, back to the program here. Joining me today, our first international call from the island of Trinidad, Tobago, down in the Caribbean, Mr. Brooke Potter, minister with Royal Family International, and uh, been kind enough to join us today. So we're connecting up by Skype, which is uh, a wonderful technology as well. And uh, Brooke, could you please tell the audience about your personal journey, your testimony, and just kind of how this all came together for you? Oh, certainly. My pleasure, brother. And again, thank you for having me. It's uh quite an experience, and I'm glad the Skype is working out, otherwise this would be one heck of a phone bill. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wasn't raised in a, a very religious home. Um, you know, my, my parents, they were, you know, they were Anglican, at, at, you know, kind of at best and stuff, but they never really practiced any kind. Uh, when I was 12, you know, there was a split in my family, and I kind of started searching for answers, um, and I kind of explored Buddhism for a while, you know, I think more so because, you know, they, they kind of, Buddhism stresses you are the God kind of thing. Um, so I didn't really want to answer to authority, and I kind of went down that road for a while. Uh, and then, you know, the, the hormones hit, and, and girls went from 2D to 3D, and, you know, <laughs> raging hormones from hell. And, yeah, I was, I you know, I started drinking, Brilliant. drinking like a, yeah, drinking like a fish, and, uh, you know, I was kind of, I was using women and doing these kinds of things, and, um 
it, it, you know, it was just self-destructive. I always played like I knew what I was doing, but of course I was clueless at 16 and 17. Uh, when I became 18 years of age, uh, the, the high school that I went to, what we call it secondary school here, uh, they basically said they didn't want me to come back for the advanced level classes. And they, you know, I graduated and everything, but it's kind of like, you're not coming back because you're just going to cause too much trouble. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, okay, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe do SATs and go off to the States or whatever. And uh, a friend of mine invigled me to go to this technical college where they were teaching, um, at that time, computer certification, Microsoft stuff, you know. And I said, okay, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll come with you and, and everything. Uh, and I spent like 10000 U.S. dollars to go to this class. And it was like cutting-edge networking technology uh, like just around the time the internet came out and stuff, and it was supposed to be really pioneering. And I ended up going to these classes, and the guy in the class would actually teach the gospel in the midst of the classroom. Mm. And I would get pissed. Mm. I would get, like, so angry at this guy. Like, I did not pay money to hear this. <laughs> you know, that was, that was kind of my attitude, you know, is, you know, I didn't spend this, you know, whopping sum of money to come here and listen to this guy preach at me. Uh, but something very strange happened. As much as I was angry and, and I was upset and there was so much turmoil in my life, I couldn't tell this guy anything. Like, there'd be periods where I'd want to stand up and punch him in the face, but I just couldn't get off the chair. And, and anybody who knew me, that was unusual, you know? And uh, I just went outside one lunch period and I was just kind of talking to myself, like, what is going on? You know, why, what is, you know, why can't I tell this guy anything? And for the first time in my life, the Lord spoke to me and said, because it's true. Mm. And it just totally wrecked me, my friend. I just, you know, I started to weep. I started to cry. I went home that evening and I put on Christian television for the first time. And I, I think it was a, a minister called Rod Posley or one of those guys. And he basically said the same message that this guy was saying. And I prayed to receive Christ that, that same afternoon. And for the first two years, I was on fire. I kind of gave up on education. I was like, I just want to love people. I just want to minister to everybody. Look at this vagrant here. I need to give him a hug. And, you know, I was just going to, like, every church service that was available, I was the first man there and the last man to leave. Hmm. And I did that for about two years. You know, I finished the course and everything, and I didn't really get much, there wasn't much employment available. Um, so I was kind of scraping together odd money just to kind of put gas in the car. And I was just hitting these conferences and hitting these these services and going from church to church. I did I didn't know anything at, at that time, you know. Uh, but even in the midst of it, and I had this hunger. It was also a period of some of the greatest sin in my life, where I was involved sexually with a young lady. Uh, you know, she came to know the Lord as well. Uh, but we, you know, we just had this you know youthful vibrance where you know we just get intimate with each other and stuff like that, and it, it really tormented me. Uh, because I really loved the Lord, and I hated that I was involved in that. Uh, but that struggle went on for about two years, and at one point I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I can't do this anymore. You go your way, I'll go my way. You know, that's it. I, I just can't be around you anymore. Uh, the problem, of course, with that is that she went to all the churches I went to. Mm. So when I told her to go off, I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was on my own for a while. You know, I was reading. And, you know, as, as some people probably know, you know, suddenly you stop watching, you know, Christian television and the music suddenly gets a little more secular and the word gets a little dusty and you, you kind of move away from those things a bit. And uh, I ended up kind of back in the world. Uh, I was doing business and doing other things at the time. Uh, but I went through like a seven-year period where, you know, I knew the Lord and I, I could 
I could talk about the things of God and I understood these things, but my life was really not really reflecting a lot of the things that I believed. Uh, I remember I was in a bar once um, and I was, you know, somebody was just talking and they said something about God and Jesus and I don't even recall what, what they were saying. And I was there with my bear in my hand in the middle of the bar and I'm like, let me tell you about Jesus. And I just started to preach to this guy in the middle of the bar. And I remember, I remember the, the Holy Spirit just descending, and I, I felt like this great love and these other things kind of come upon me, and I, I was kind of like, Lord, don't you know where I am? You know, <laughs> I'm in a bar. What are you doing here? Uh, but that really laid the foundation for a lot of things that I kind of come to learn later on. Uh, for about seven years, I kind of struggled with that, and I, was, I wasn't involved in any church. Uh, and I decided, you know, I'm getting older in life, you know, at that time, I'm probably like 26, 27. I was like, you know, maybe I need to find a good woman and settle down and stop my floundering ways. And I started talking with this young lady. Uh, she was in, uh, basically on the other side of the island. And she was like really devout Christian, you know, good girl, served on the worship team. And, you know, we'd get into these discussions about the things of God and our understanding of the love of God and these kinds of things. And it was really through those discussions that I realized, you know, I really miss the fellowship. I really need to get involved in some kind of church. And that that same time, the same guy who preached to me in the classroom, he started a Tuesday meeting where he just get a bunch of past students would come together and, you know, he would share a message. And, you know, we, we didn't have a worship band or anything. We'd play tapes and CDs. And uh, I called him up and he said, yeah, he was still doing it. And I went back and they really embraced me as a brother. And, you know, it was like I'd never left, you know. Uh, so I was involved with them, and, you know, my life really started to, to blossom and transform, and I started to get a, a lot of understanding about the Word. Uh, a lot of, well, it started off with a lot of apologetics. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the term, um, but it's, it's really about, like, understanding the faith with using archaeology, history, reason, and logic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got really good at that. In fact, we would, like, hunt down these Jehovah Witnesses and these Mormons just to get into an argument with them and show how much we know about the Bible and stuff, you know? Um, it may not have been the most loving thing, but that's just, you know, just kind of where we were at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but by the second year, something strange happened. Um, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Terrence Fusang, and he's in a couple of my videos, and he, I, I said to him, I wonder what would happen if ever I was confronted with a demonic being of some kind, if I would know what to do and how to handle it, you know? And I was just kind of throwing the comment out there arbitrarily. Well, that Christmas I found out, you know, and I, <laughs> that's kind of how the Lord works sometimes. Uh, I was at a, at a, a dinner party uh, with a girlfriend that I had at that time, and I prayed for her brother, and her brother manifested a demon in the middle of the Christmas party. Oh. You know, yeah, growling and snarling, <laughs> and I'm kind of looking around like, oh, man, i got to clean this up, you know? <laughs> I'm like the only, the only Christian here, you know? <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, most of the family went off and stuff, and uh, me and me and another uh, uh, believer that was there, the two of us kind of had to talk, and we, we didn't know anything. You know, I'm there pleading the blood and, you know, threatening it with crosses, and, you know, just <laughs> just all the cliche stuff you see in Hollywood, right? Um, and I think it took, like, seven hours or something. I, I believe the person definitely got some freedom. I'm not going to say they were totally free. Uh, but that, that kind of started off my second year involved with this church where we got involved in a lot of ministry of, of deliverance. Mm-hmm. And we'd studied all the classic books, you know, Pigs in the Parlor, uh, When Pigs Move In, and mm-hmm. a lot of worldly stuff and these yeah. other things. 
Um, and yet, I'm, I'm not going to lie, we had tremendous success with some of the people that we dealt with. Uh, everything from, you know, uh, witchcraft, high priestess, you know, to guys with, you know, porn addictions, we, we kind of did the spectrum, you know. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we had every kind of person coming in for deliverance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had great success, but nobody seemed to be able to stay free. Because at that time, we thought it was all about, you know, sin gives permission and, you know, their generational curses and, and these other things. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I kept on thinking, well, this is not how Jesus did it, you know. He, I mean, yes, it's working, but it's, it's not what Jesus did, you know. And uh, around that same time, this was the same ministry that we did the street outreach, and I, I saw that movie, Finger of God. And uh, well, what happened afterwards when I started to pray for people and they started getting healed, and some of these were unbelievers, I just kind of put two and two together, and I said, well, if this unbeliever is getting healed, but the Christian I'm praying for is going to take this eight hours of counseling and prayer, why is it the unbeliever seems to have more grace than the Christian? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And something kind of clicked, like, Maybe there's more to this, and uh, like uh, again, like the THT is I came in at that exact point in my life, and I, I realized I understood about the difference of the new covenant and the authority and the sonship, and uh, you know the only hindrance to healing is is if you believe there's hindrance to healing, mm-hmm. and that radically transformed you know how I, I ministered to people, and I started getting the, uh, the results that I shared. And that translated into deliverance, where what once used to take hours, you know, things were moving out in, like, seconds, and sometimes, you know, just need to say it once, and I'm gone. And for one hour, a person was actually, like, coughing and doing stuff, and they were free within the hour. I think that there's a scripture that actually says sometimes that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was amazed, and I went back to the church, and I'm like, guys, this is the message. You know, this is what we want. This is revival. You know, we got, we got to preach this. And they completely rejected it. Wow. And I, yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't believe this. Um, and around that time, I had an incident. Uh, I had a personal demonic encounter where these beings kind of showed up to me. And um, they beat me. Well, not beat me physically, but I, I went through like a really traumatic period with them. And I reached out to the church and was like, I, I need deliverance. I need this. Mm-hmm. And they did the best that they could with what they knew and they understood. But I walked out of that session knowing that I, I wasn't really free. Um, and I just realized I couldn't grow any longer in that ministry. I couldn't be there because I'd gone further than kind of like where they were at or where they were willing to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I still struggled with some addictions. I was addicted to pornography. I had these other things that were going on in my life. And the story about John G. Lake actually kind of clicked when I walked out of that, that church at the last moment. Uh, I think it was he put out a challenge saying anybody who could sit under his ministry for 30 days and not be healed or feel significantly better, he'd pay them $500. Mm. And I just kind of thought to myself, I've been in this church for three years, and I'm still struggling with sin, and I'm still struggling with these things, and demons are troubling me. Maybe there's something wrong with the message. And that was kind of the first time that kind of dawned on me, a lot lot of this stuff, you know. Uh, So I walked out. uh, I connected with a couple guys online who kind of had similar experiences, and they were kind of just doing it on their own. Uh, men like Joshua Tongo and Ryan Rhodes and these guys. And um, I, I just kind of given up. It's like, you know, I, I got tired of all the praying and the fasting and, uh, you know, the begging for forgiveness and all these things. And I was doing that for like three to six hours a day and nothing was really helping. And I kind of got to the point where I kind of given up and was like, okay, that's it, you know. Either God showed up because I'm not going to do any more of this. 
and I got really sick, and, you know, I just kind of willing myself to kind of die, I guess. I'd kind of given up on life in a, in, a, in a sense. And I remember one morning I woke up, I was, I was really weak and really sick, and I didn't want to get out of bed, and the Lord spoke something to me that just totally set me on, on the path that I'm on now. He said, son, all of your sins are forgiven. And I just cried for like three hours, you know, that was something I was working so hard for. And he really spoke that to me as clearly as anybody else, you know, and and then I asked him, I said, well, you know, Lord, how can I stay in this place? You know, how can I, how can I always know that my sins are forgiven? And he started to walk me through the scriptures and he started to show me about the new covenant. And, you know, I think in Hebrews ten twelve he says, you know, the sins and their wickedness I'll remember no more. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I'm saying it's not that he doesn't know it, it's that he's consciously chosen not to recount it or hold it against people anymore. And that just... That was the beginning of my journey into understanding the new covenant and grace and these other things. Right. And well, just to kind of scale it all back, you know, to make the longer story short, <laughs> um, about a year and a half ago, uh, Pete Cabrera Jr. made a trip out to Trinidad, and he contacted the same guy, Ryan Rhodes, and he said, do you know anybody in Trinidad? And it just so happened that, yeah, here I am. You know, I know this guy in Trinidad. His name is Brooke. And uh, through Ryan, I, I, I connected with Pete. And when he came down here, we just we just hit it off like two peas in the pod. Like mm-hmm. this is my long lost brother, and you know we were doing healing rooms together, and and you know just loving on each other and loving on the people and stuff. And uh, when he left, he called me up and he says, "You got to come with me. You know, you got to. I need you with me. You the message you have and the, what I'm seeing in you. You know, you got to be a part of what I'm doing. And and that's how I got involved in the royal family and. I've been going around the world ever since, bro, and we've just been meeting people and in similar situations and empowering them to go out and do likewise. So, wow. you know, that's, that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell there, you know? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Listeners, uh, we, we ran long, but it was too good of a story to break away from. So uh, uh, I apologize for going long on that segment, but uh, we're talking today with Brooke Potter, Minister with Royal Family International from the island of Trinidad, Tobago, uh, just sharing a story today. And it's just, it's riveting, not only because of how it all came together, but this is a common story that we hear a lot of the same struggles that a lot of people have, myself included. I went through this as well. That's why I didn't want to break away because I, I felt, you know, a, a certain yeah, kinship bro. in the story. I, I'm, I gotcha. And, uh, you know, God, God will use you. You just got to understand it. It's like he said, your sins are forgiven. He will, he will use you. You are valuable. You got to understand that. So, uh, when we come back from this break, uh, Brooke is going to share a little lesson from his heart with us uh, a little further into this message so uh, keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast a presentation of Dominion Fire Church this is Million with you and I will be back with you momentarily Hello listeners, Million here right now Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work, 
so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. The Kingdom Awakening Global Seminar is coming to Wichita, Kansas, August 26th through the 30th, 2013. Believers from all around the world will be attending this global seminar that will equip and train the saints for every area of ministry. This five-day seminar will be taught by the Kingdom's finest and will include topics such as identity in Christ, healing, prophecy, words of knowledge, evangelism, couples, fundraising, global impacting, and worshiping in spirit and truth. Speakers for this event will include Pete and Katie Cabrera, Thomas and Ahab, Fisher, Joseph Finero, Brooke Potter, Brandon Lee, Jeff Turner, Art Montgomery, and many, many more. For more information on this event, visit RoyalFamilyInternational.com on the web or call 316-682-3534. That's 316-682-3534. The Kingdom Awakening Global Seminar, August 26th or August 30th, 2013, Wichita, Kansas. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. One more time, listeners, third segment here of the program, Heal the Sick Podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. We're turning Sin City into Saint City, one at a time. That's right. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I'm the overseer of Dominion Fire Church and also the host of this program. So it's uh, it's exciting for me not only to bring this information to you because this message needs to get out to the world big time, but in addition to that, we get to hear from amazing men and women of God who just share their heart and just give you the reality of how this whole healing situation works, how this whole grace and authority and dominion, how this whole thing works. This is this real-life, real practical application that we're bringing to you here, and we sincerely hope you get a lot out of this because uh, I know I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for everybody that spent time with us. Our guest today, Trinidad Tobago, on the line, our first international call. We're excited. Brooke Potter. Minister with Royal Family International and uh, World Traveler, as we heard in the last segment. And, um, Brooke, uh, around this third segment is where we kind of open the program up to have you share a lesson with us, have you share something on your heart. Um, What is on your heart and your mind these days? Uh, Oh, thank you again, Brother Islam. I mean, this this is something I've seen very common, you know, as I travel. I mean, we we made it out to to Thailand and Singapore last year in November. Uh, We're trying to make it out to Mexico and maybe Nigeria uh, later this year. And it's it's always kind of the same. You know, a lot of brothers and sisters, they're not sure in their relationship with God. You know, they're not in a place where they're confident that God is really in love with them and pleased with them. And they're not even sometimes sure about their salvation. Um, you know, so this is really, you know, a lot of the things that which we teach in terms of understanding that it's not necessarily about all the things that we do. It's all about the things that Jesus has done for us. And our faith is really a response to what he's already done. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel is called good news. News is something that's already happened that I'm now telling you, and it, it demands a response. So when I go out, you know, we always stress that the dividing line between the old and the new is not necessarily found between Matthew and Malachi. Uh, the book of Hebrews actually tells us that, you know, for there to be a testament or, or a covenant, there must be a death of the tester. 
Uh, and all too often we say, well, you know, if, you know, there's a little page in your Bible saying New, New Testament, but baby Jesus is now born. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no death and there's no blood. Uh, so even though we go through the ministry of Jesus, and yes, he, he speaks a lot of grace and he speaks a lot of truth, and he even has some harsh sayings towards the Jews and these other things, it is not actually until the cross of Jesus Christ that God sees as the dividing line. Uh, a lot of the promises before that we see are, are really talking to the Jews, um, and even the, the apostles had to come to a point like, we're no longer talking to the Jews, we're now going to go to the Gentiles. Uh, so a lot of people need to understand that, that even some of the things that Jesus said, sometimes he's not talking to New Covenant believers. Um, I mean, a, a common example, and it gets me in trouble very often, is when we talk about the Lord's Prayer, and he's saying, you know, uh, Father, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. And yes, that's the words of Jesus, and yes, I understand it, but in Ephesians 4.32, Paul says the exact opposite, in the sense that, you know, brethren, be kind to one another, forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has already forgiven you. Uh, so people, before the cross, yes, it was kind of, whatever you do, God will respond. But after the cross, God has already done what he has to do for mankind, and now we respond to it, and we respond to it unto salvation and, and to healing and manifestation. Uh, so a lot of people, they're not, they're not sure in that. Um, there's a story that I tell, that, you know, back in, I think about 20 years ago, and I think they made a movie about this. A young man was involved in an accident, and he killed this 18-year-old girl, and the family took him to court, and they won the case. Mm. But instead of having him pay the $1.8 million civil case, they actually wanted, I think the number was $936. But they wanted it paid in a very specific way. Then every Friday on the day that she died, they wanted him to write a $1 check in her name and hand it to the family. And at first he thought he was really getting off. He thought that, you know, I mean, this, this is great. But every Friday he was reminded that he had killed this girl. And every Friday, you know, he was just in a position of that guilt and that shame that really, you know, really kept him in bondage. Um, and he even went back to the courts and said, this was cruel and unusual punishment. And I always ask the question after I tell that story, what kind of relationship will that man have with the family of that young girl? And anybody who's kind of thought about it, obviously they're never going to be close because of, you know, he's in that constant state of guilt and shame. And I said, that's the same issue if we do not understand that we have been forgiven and justified and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we're not going to want to get close to God. We're actually going to keep writing checks, sometimes checks of good works, uh, checks of ministry, always trying to get something, not realizing that He's already given that to us because we're accepted in Christ. And when I share that story, a lot of people kind of realize that, yeah, they've been doing that, they've been on that treadmill of religion, trying to, you know, please God and trying to please God. But when in truth and in fact, he's already pleased with us because we believe on his son. Uh, and just in, just in closing on that point, you know, when Jesus Christ was baptized in the Jordan and the heavens opened over his life, and the Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, up to that point, Jesus didn't do any ministry. He didn't cast out a devil. He didn't preach a message. He didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing that he had was he knew who Dad was. He knew, he knew the Father. And I say to every believer in Christ, from the day you accepted Christ and into your heart and, and you, you came into that fellowship with God, the heavens opened over your life, and the Father said, this is my beloved child in whom I'm already well pleased. 
Mm-hmm. And because we are already well-pleasing to Him, that is what propels us to go off and do ministry. Wow. So we're not chasing it. It comes from a place of realizing who we are and what we already have. So I really hope that blesses somebody. Wow. I, I know I'm blessed because that's, uh, that's a great story. Because um, the, the point you just made about how before that, um, that Jordan uh, situation occurred, that he didn't do any ministry, didn't heal any sick or cast out devils. What's interesting is there's a lot of um, passages in the Bible where there's something that's that should be obvious to us like that, but for whatever reason, yeah. we kind of get on autopilot. We skip over that, and we just kind of assume that there was, uh, you know, that he was doing all this ministry and all that, but there's no... You know, indication of that. So it's That's it's right. very important that you know it's like when you read your Bible, make sure you read every word, read it slowly, read it word by word. Make sure right. that what you're seeing is actually what happened, because you would um, if you hadn't noticed that before, and now you go back and read it. This may be a key that unlocks something that's been eluding you for some time. This could be the pivot point that brings a whole new world to you. So I just encourage you that as you read your Bible, it's very easy to kind of skim and just say, oh, I know this, I know this. But, you know, double check, triple check, read it over and over as as much as you possibly can. So it's... uh, but uh, that that just that alone is great stuff. Just to to really lock you in place as to you're ready. You're not waiting for anything. You're ready right That's now. Right. You're saved. You're ready to go preach. You're saved. You're ready to go heal. You're saved. You're ready to go build things. Go, <laughs> just go. That's right. <laughs> because you have a green light. <laughs> just just go. <laughs> so that's. Uh, Huge listeners, very, very huge. Uh, again, Brooke Potter, Minister Royal Family International, Island of Trinidad and Tobago, joining us today. Um, Brooke, if people would like to follow you, learn more about you, see your ministry work, uh, videos, how can people contact you? What can you share with us? Oh, certainly. Uh, I mean, the best way to get in touch with me would be through my blog, uh, brookepotter.org. That's Brooke with no E. You know, if it's an E, I might be a different gender, uh, but it's P-R-O-O-K-P-O-T-T-E-R dot O-R-G. Uh, as well as you can look me up on the Royal Family International website. Uh, that's royalfamilyinternational.com. There's a list of all of us there. The whole team is there, and I, I encourage everybody to connect with these amazing brothers and sisters. Uh, and through there, you can see my, my Twitter and my, my YouTube uh, and my Facebook page. And I mean, anybody looking for me, you, you look for Brooke Potter. I'm the only Brooke Potter in Trinidad and Tobago. So that kind of sets me apart in that area. And I, I really look forward to you know connecting with some of your listeners, you know? Yeah, definitely. And listeners, if uh, by any chance you're, you're not able to find that, please send a, a message to us at uh, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com for email, and we will get you in contact. So uh, there's no excuse if you uh, if you enjoy his work and want to know more about him. Jump in on it. There's uh, all kind of good stuff in here. Um, Brooke, we've uh, come to just about the end of the show, and uh, th- this time has just flown by, and uh, I-, I wish we could talk all uh, all day and all afternoon and uh but we are unfortunately up against our clock here. So um, at this point, sure. I usually ask our, our guest if uh, you would please pray for our audience for healing specifically. However, if you come across a word of knowledge, prophetic words, something for somebody, anything at all, just uh, let it rip, man, and just uh, pray us to the end of the show, if you would, please. Certainly. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you, brother. Oh, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, Father. That is not about my faithfulness to you, but, Father, you are faithful to us, Lord, and that you say none will pluck us out of your hands, Lord. And, Father, I just pray right now, Father, and I speak, Father, healing to every person to the sound of my voice. 
I command their bodies right now to line up and come to attention. Every sickness and disease, I curse you and command you to die and dry up. I speak to cancer specifically, and I say, your work is done, undo your damage and go right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just speak joints to start bending. I speak pain to go, and I see migraines. Somebody's been suffering with tremendous migraines. I, I don't know who this person is, but uh, I just declare liberty right now. I say, be free of all migraines right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I see something about depression. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people, even in the body of Christ, have, you know, they've been lonely. And uh, I mean, even from my own experience, you know, finding like-minded believers has sometimes been a challenge. But I just speak... To those people right now who've been suffering from depression and loneliness, I speak encouragement and divine connections, Father. That you would just order their steps to meet brothers and sisters. But, Father, you have us all over the world, Lord, in the most obscure places, Father. You have your children. And, Father, just bring those connections to people, Father. That we will know that we're not alone. And we know that we always have you, O Lord. But that we will have that tangible fellowship, Lord. That we're two or three would gather, Lord. And there's strength in that, O God. Father, thank you, Lord. And, and Father, I also speak for provision, Lord. I see that there, oh, wow. Father, I, I release jobs, Father, and, and finances, Lord, on people, Lord, and they've been crying out. And, and some people, they, they, have, they have a decision, Lord, and it's even to go back to school. I don't know who that person is, but you're making a decision whether to go back to school or not. And I just feel that, yes, the Lord is pressing you that you should go back to school and, and there's something there for you. So, Father, I just speak a blessing over your people, I speak love and I command unity and, and joy in the Spirit. I speak many drunk encounters with your Spirit, Lord, and many ecstasy encounters and raptures and, and visitations by your Spirit over the listeners and over their families. I bless them all right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen to that. Listeners, Brooke Potter, Minister Royal Family International. Trinidad Tobago. Make sure you check him out. Uh, as you hear, he's uh, he's full of fire, and he's got some great stories, great knowledge, and great experience. So make sure you get in on that. It will bless you. I promise you. And uh, you can follow us anytime at dominionfire.com, and the uh, all the listings of the uh, previous programs will be found there. And we release the programs once a week if you're uh, somewhat new to the program. So uh, make sure that you go back and check out and just hear all the the interviews and stories with just amazing men and women of God. You will be blessed. And please share and let people know that we're out here. The program is also available on iTunes, and you can find that also, uh, the link to that on our webpage. Facebook.com slash Dominion Fire. Twitter.com is slash Dominion Fire. And my personal one is Healing Minister. And uh, Instagram, YouTube, we have videos out there as well, all under Dominion Fire or Dominion Fire Church. You can do a search, and uh, you will most likely find it. And I want to thank uh, Brooke Potter again for joining us today, and I want to thank you, the listener, for spending some time with us and uh, just sharing in this with us. As uh, Brooke mentioned in the prayer, two or more gathered, there he is, and uh, there's two of us talking, and uh, you're you're here in the heart of God as, as we do these shows. So we, uh, we thank you, we encourage you, and we just trust you. Get out there, get out into the world, and just go. And as we like to say on the ministry, as always, boom goes Yeshua, and we'll see you next time.